Welcome to episode 10 of the Play Your Yards Right podcast. As always, I'm Sasha here with Sarah. Um, special interview for you today. We got a local uh, local legend uh, mm-hmm. to the upstate New York area. We got Big Tone as the host of the Big Guys podcast coming shortly after. Um, we just want to give you guys some quick updates on our lives as we are deep in the throes of summer as usual. We are still in July still waiting on football, still waiting for some sort of sports excitement, but uh, trying to enjoy the weather while we can. So baseball, still the same. Yankees suck. But Sarah, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least give you your flowers and let you give you a big congratulations on picking Vlad Guerrero Jr. to bring home the home run derby title because that was a, that was a hell of a pick. After those first rounds, he looked mm-hmm. fast, he looked tired, but you, uh, you, um, you, you mm-hmm. smelled it from the beginning. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, it feels a little like stolen valor to because I did go to bed after the first round. And I honestly, he looked so fatigued, out of shape, just absolutely gassed, like you said, in the first round. I was like, there is no percent, like 0% chance he can maintain this all night. And then I woke up the next day and saw the results and was pleasantly surprised. So um, I'll take him though. A win is a win. Um, So yeah, I mean, it was happy. It was a happy see. It was a fine home run derby. I feel like nothing crazy, like, it is what it is at this point in the summer, just something to put on, you know, and watch on TV and give us some good sports entertainment. Absolutely. I do kind of, it's like kind of as, uh, as we've alluded to big, I feel like really the only loser from it was Pete Alonzo. It's Pete Alonzo day. It's the thing he cares the most about. Mm-hmm. You should show out a little bit more, but obviously, uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez came out and, and uh, you know, put up a huge number, but uh, I feel like he's the only person that really takes an L that anybody's going to remember. It's like Vlad Guerrero Jr. won and uh, mm-hmm. Pete couldn't make it out of the first mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yes. I'm, I think we do get some more flowers today because I did declare our podcast um, fans of. It's, it's not over. There's a week left for anyone who's following. But um, I declared a supporters of this member of the Yumbo Visma team. And he has now widened his gap on the guy behind him um, by a full seven minutes, which now is a lot in cycling. There's only, I think, five stages left. No four stages left from here. Um, so first tour de France, we picked our winner. I do think he had the best odds. So it wasn't like we're going out of left field here on this one, but anything can happen. Um, so yeah, that was probably my updates on it. It has now that he's kind of widened a gap on any opponents. It's not so much like uh, so fun to watch anymore because now it's just defensive, right? Like maintain, try not to fall, try not to do anything stupid and ride yourself into Paris from here. But yeah, so that was a tour de France, maybe more to come. I'm working on getting some riders on the show because I want to hear like it's, what it's like from the inside. So maybe there's more to come on that. Let's do it. I love it. That sounds good. And I just feel like the whole beginning of this is basically just patting ourselves on the back. But we did mm-hmm. call that the New York Jets were going to be on hard knocks as well. So that finally was announced. Um, I'm very excited for that. I still have actually yet to watch that QB show, but hope by next week, I'm sure I will be through mm-hmm. it because as soon as I start it, um, I feel like there's going to be no stopping. I've heard nothing but good things. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, teams are starting to get, teams are going to start to report to camp. And I am very, very excited to see the inner workings of the Jets. And mm-hmm. the only thing that I am a little worried about is I hate the Jets. I they just I just always have. My dad uh, grew up a, a Dolphins fan and my next door neighbors growing up. Uh, they were huge Jets fans. So there was always like some animosity there. So I always just have this yeah. in the back of my mind. The Jets are just always so annoying. Um, but so I'm the only thing I'm a little worried about is that somehow seeing this is going to make me like them. Cause I always feel like whatever team is on yeah. that year, like oh, yeah. becomes the darling and 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. he's, guaranteed, he's guaranteed to have some people like drafted too high in fantasy uh, because people just like, oh, maybe that guy is good. It's like, no, they're not good. They were just playing, you know, we're just watching them at practice and uh, HBO mm-hmm. made them look amazing. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think I'll still be able to uh, maintain my uh, my vitriol for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I think it literally was the very next day after we did our recording on that. So, and it seems just so predictable. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers has definitely had a say on this. You know, from what I've heard, they're kind of um, going to be covering a few different things this year. Maybe, you know, not showing some of the cuts and things like that, which I can't stand to watch anyway. So I'm totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it will be good to see the inner workings. I mean, that dynamic with Rodgers and Wilson is just going to be unparalleled so we're in for a good one from there but yeah I'm getting excited just seeing like the Cowboys post out just their little graphic about heading off to Oxnard their camp you know next week and just like even seeing the footage of just them boarding the plane for that like it just gets you that like secondhand feeling like the game day photos and like it just spirals from here and I can't wait (laughs) to watch it from there you know we'll get some great drone shots of the field you get everything see him throwing the ball around it's just it gets into our stupid our stupid football brains where it's like, yep, football's back. It's time to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So yep, oh yeah. exactly. Well, with so. no further ado, we will uh, be able to get you into our interview with Big Tone. It's a good one. I think you guys are going to like it. But first, Sarah actually has an ad for us. I do. So today we're talking about um, recovery for athletes. This is a premier one-stop shop platform for all the athletes' needs. They guarantee the lowest prices and provide free shipping on all orders. They've built a dynamic platform showcasing the best products and the best brands. Athletic recovery, dynamic fitness equipment, massage chairs, compression therapy, Pilates reformers, infrared saunas, and certified nutrition supplements. You can find them at Recovery for Athletes on Instagram, and we will link their website below in the show bio. Take a look there. It's great. It's wonderful. First ad, so that's big news for us. But Recovery for Athletes on Instagram, take a look at the link in the bio, just like Sarah said. And without further ado, we will get you into our interview with Big Tone. All right. Welcome to the second ever interview on the Play Your Yards Right podcast. We welcome on local legend and the host of the uh, Big Guys podcast, Big Tone here. So just want to introduce Big Tone. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Local legend. That's a that's a lot to live up to. I think we have like major leaguers who came out of here. So I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk to both of you. Um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on, though. Of course, but listen, man, you're you're out there on Instagram, Twitter, putting out the, some quality, exciting content. I look forward every day. Whether you're golfing, you're out there playing football. Obviously, I've known you for a little while. No, you're a big sports fan, and uh, up here in New York. We are obviously a huge, uh, you know, kind of this time of year, get around to the Saratoga horse racing. And I know you know a little bit about that. So I uh, wanted to kind of start there, brother. You just said you were betting some ponies. Want to hear a little bit more about that? Yeah. So everybody, I was late. Okay. Stop traffic. I was late because I was betting the horses. I just lost track of time. So again, (laughs) a thousand apologies. I love Saratoga. I just like, even if you're not like a horse person, just like going up there in the atmosphere and just like, it's a party. It's fun. You can dress up. You can not dress up. You can go to the picnic area. I mean, you can do literally everything. They're even expanding like the playground. They like they want you to bring your kids up there. So I I love it. I'm getting absolutely. Can I swear on here or no? Yeah, please. Get my dick beat in. Okay, it's not going great today. So we'll uh, you know, but it's a long meet. But have you guys gotten up there? Do you go at all? I'm good for like a social outing once a year. Haven't been yet. I do want to make it a little bit more priority to try and go this year. Um, 
just obviously we missed you know a year or two with COVID and everything so I feel like I want to take more advantage of it being locally but I am a terrible betting. My strategy in uh, like high school and stuff when I used to go would just be bet on the colors of like the jockey's outfit, outfit, a color scheme. I don't even know if it's called the outfit, whatever you call it. So I'm looking for some tips here from you on this, Um, you know, in terms of how to have a successful day up in Togo. Oh, do what you do. Don't bet. (laughs) Honestly, I mean, I can give you a couple little pointers, but like, first thing is this. I always tell everyone, if you're like, if you're not like a big horse person, whatever, it's cool. If you just like it, like they're beautiful. First off, they're really cool to see up close. They're, they're quite literally taken care of like professional athletes, better than people. I know, you know, people have their opinions of horse racing. Cause it is, it's a, it's just like any other sport things happen and horses get hurt. And you know, it, it is what it is in that regard. But I always tell everyone it's cool to see them up close and personal but it's an awesome food spot. If you go up there and just say, hey, we're gonna hit this truck, do this, and just make it a little food tour and some drink spots, they've done an awesome job with that where you can you can bet you know a dollar here and there if you want or just go drink and eat and have fun. So uh, the outfits are called silks, um, okay, but, got it. but we'll, we'll accept outfits, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, The biggest thing up here that's really cool and unique for Saratoga is you have some of the best jockey trainer owner combinations in the world racing in quite literally every type of race. It just doesn't matter if it's a grade one or if it's a claiming race. And that's one thing that's unique about Saratoga throughout the seven, eight weeks, they're just shipping up the best of the best from all around the world. And you get to see that. And that's a really cool, unique thing for Saratoga. In regards to betting them, you know, bet the gray ones. You, you bet the gray bastards, as my my grandfather would say. So, like, you know, those ones are great. The gray ones, they just look fast. Yeah. It, it, which is the opposite if I, if I wear light clothes. Like, I don't look fast at all. I got to <laughs> look all black, you know. Yeah, throw me in black, 100%. Yeah, my, my, my strategy is basically go on the few jockey names I know, bet an Ortiz, bet a Castellano, bet a, bet a Velasquez. Other than that, I got no idea. So I'm out there throwing darts. So this is a this is a, a little tip too. I give to like some of my girlfriends and my friends who are I'm just knocking over stuff. Don't mind me. Um, who are casual betters and whatnot, or just want to go have a good time. One thing that's also great about Saratoga, you know, it's it's uh, the the it's the graveyard. You know, it's where good horses go to get beat. You know, you see just in day two here at the Sanford, we have. $94 horses coming in 46 to one, 20 to one. So you see really big long shots. So to your point about colors and names, it plays up there, you know, to, it does. Um, for people who, you know, maybe know a little bit more or a little bit more in depth about the racing, I'm a speed guy. I like to see the horses get out front and run. And it's, you live and die by it because when you're out on front going gate to wire, it's great, but you get nosed a lot. And, you know, I just being out on the lead is something I like. There's a few jockeys like Rosario who, you know, sits back on the pace and can strike. And, and you see that a little bit over the last few years. But anything can happen at Saratoga. And uh, I love it up there. But those are some of the tips that I would give you for, for betting. What do you what do you guys uh, as far as like the horse racing or eating up there? Do you guys have anything that you like try to do when you do go up there? 
I try. So basically, I used to work in restaurants a lot. And one of my good buddies would basically live down in New York City, quit whatever he was doing and sublet his apartment for the two months and come back. And like he had a bartending gig up there. So he would just make exorbitant amounts of money at that and be able to just throw us drinks. So my favorite thing was to go up there, go to that back bar, the one by the Shake Shack. And just basically get have him give us free drinks until I felt confident on some bets. My, <laughs> it was just it, it's the best time. There's no I wouldn't say there's anything in, in specific, but I, I like exactly what you said. I love the dichotomy up there. You can go there in some gym shorts, a t-shirt, and fit right in, bed all day, come bring a cooler, or if you want, you know, you dress up in a nice shirt, you know, just schmooze your way into the owner's box and be drinking martinis and then $25 gin and tonic. So it's like, I just love the whole experience. Um, always end up losing money on the horses. So I definitely make sure to find the, find the fun otherwise. What about you, Sarah? Is there anything like when you go up to once a year, is there anything you're looking forward to? Honestly, I'm here for the social event. I can't even tell you anything. <laughs> I'm going with my friends. I distinctly remember being there one time in high school and being livid that there was no soft serve ice cream anywhere around that I could find, but maybe that's changed. I don't know. They got but... Ben and Jerry's. They got Ben okay, and Jerry's. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that. Not soft serve, but that's fine. Um, but I'm curious from, I know we cover kind of like the novice social better side things, but from someone like you, if you're going up there for a day at the track, like in terms of, do you prepare? What's that look like? Or like, do you have a game plan going in there? Or you kind of go up there and as the day goes, you're doing your research for your bets. I do. So I'm like, I have two friends who are like really, you know, I think really good gamblers, good handicappers. And I know, I always say like, I know a little bit about a lot, you know, uh, there's a ton of people who know way more about horse racing and just following horse racing Twitters, like help, you know, like you learn different yeah. angles, you learn different people. It's crazy how many people are involved in the sport that you, you, you know, five degrees of separation. You're like, oh shit, I know that person. So it's, uh, you know, when I go up there, I am preparing. I, you know, I, I do read the forums. I'm kind of like a 72 year old man to where I'm like, all right, let's go to Stewart's, get our coffee. We're going to get our program. And I go through the races. What I try and do is I like to look at the past performances and go off of like, you know, depending on what type of the race is, but I like to go through that. And if anything jumps out at me, if there's horses I like, I'll go back and watch their races. Nair app is really easy to go back and just watch old races. Um, so I do that stuff. And then I'll read about those horses, what people who are smarter than me maybe think about. Because sometimes I'll go looking like for research on those horses and another horse will come up where I didn't think of it, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's a good thought. So you know, perfect example is today, I think in the seventh race, um, and it was, uh, it was a horse that just jumped off the page to me. And part of it was, you know, going two races back. So you kind of do the thing where you kind of look to see did the horse get stuck. Was he not comfortable? Did they do something that they normally didn't do? Because they have to be comfortable just like any other athlete. So I am kind of digging in and, and preparing. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. Okay. And then basically everybody knows about Travers up at Saratoga, obviously. And like people, that's the kind of thing people come in for. And it, I mean, obviously it gets crazy up there, but the experience is insane. What's something that maybe people don't know about. Is there another day that people should be like, you know, obviously if I can't make the Travers or if I don't want to deal with the, the brutal Saratoga issue at Travers. Is there another day that you think is maybe your favorite beyond Travers or is it maybe just sneaking in on a Wednesday when it's a little quieter and uh, enjoying yourself? 
So I'm fat. So anytime it's cooler out, I'm like, let's go that day. And that's that's always the best day for me. I, the big fella runs warm. It's a thousand degrees out there always. Mm -hmm. And that's all part of the experience, obviously. One thing I always say about Saratoga, it's like New York City. There's always something going on. There's always a good chunk of people there. The only thing that's really going to keep anyone away is the rain, you know? Mm -hmm. And even they still show out for that. Um, I love opening day. I love going up there and just, it's like baseball opening day to me. There's just something about it that's different. The horses, the clickety clicks, the, you know, all the, all my people are out there, you know, you're just, you're just kind of, you're just like a little kid going to school again and it's fun. And me and my buddies, like, so my brother got married like 15 years ago or something like that. And we did a, his bachelor party there. And quite literally every year since we rent a house and we do like a, a quote unquote guys weekend up there. And that's, that's typically like towards the end of July. So that's become a tradition. And that's another thing that's awesome about Saratoga. You hear a million stories like that, but that weekend in particular is one of my favorites. Just kind of, especially as you get older, just getting together with your buddies, it's harder to do it, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah, it's the best. And I'm with you on the pool front. You know, listen, it gets hot up there. It, you can just roast out there. I'm a fellow big guy mm -hmm. club. That's why wearing the wearing the blacks to move to go. And the yeah. only thing I struggle with is my dad kind of just, you know, steered in, steered into the into the skid a little bit. Now he's just like a sweat towel guy. So I'm just oh. like, I'm just waiting until it's like, do I have to get old enough? <laughs> When's the point where I just give up and say, I'm tearing around a sweat towel? I'll tell you, it's a good thing. It's a gift and a curse not caring because I walk around like I'm fucking fat Joe. Like, I don't care. I just, I'm dying out there, okay? Yeah. I'm not I'm not bringing it in a restaurant. I'm a gentleman, but I got news for you. It's the fifth race and I'm whipping some ponies home. We might have to dab that forehead a little bit. That's you're, all. So. You're, there for the, you're there for the love of the game. Can't hang <laughs> yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the other thing that's fun there. The people watching. It's all sorts of yeah. characters there, you know? Absolutely. Well, uh, getting off of uh, off of Saratoga a little bit, I've known you for a little while. Obviously, know you're a big Giants fan. Um, made a lot of moves. Want to hear? Obviously, we talked about it a lot on our podcast. But I want to hear uh, hear your thoughts on the off season and maybe where you think the Giants are going this year. All right. Uh, so, couple things. One, are you, are you both Giants fans? I am. No, I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, your center's mad. Okay, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So so as a Giants fan, it's been so bad for so long, and I'm starting to see it with my Yankees right now, but getting a competent coach, coordinators, GM, front office, it is it's it really is a huge difference. There's competent people. So just even how we drafted and how we went about our business last season, you you now trust your guys to make the decision. I'm trusting them. Well, I trust those guys to make those decisions. I, you know, Dable, I'm pretty sure half of New York City will step in front of traffic for him when it was week eight. You know, the guy took over New York. Daniel Dimes took over New York. We have a lot to get better. And that became abundantly clear in the playoffs. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going anywhere. The Cowboys aren't going anywhere, even though they suck, Dax, whatever. But that, that, that was great. Now the Saquon thing, right? It's like, ugh, dude, you know, basically $22 million. I understand you want to get your money, and you should. But the market is the market. And unfortunately for NFL running backs right now, nobody is going to pay them. You saw, was it Pacheco from K Kansas City? He's a 
seven, six round pick. He's out there. I mean, I know it's Kansas city, but I think that's, I'm excited for the giants and how we're moving forward. I don't love the Saquon thing and I don't know what's going to happen there. A hundred percent. I, I like, yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. Cause obviously as a giants fan, like Saquon was kind of the first little, little twinkle. They're like, Oh, maybe we have a really talented player. It's fun. to ha- It's fun to have a talented guy. It's fun to have a great running back. But it's like as sad as you can be, you're like, oh, man, I wish we could keep Saquon. There is that little bit in the back of your head. It's like, hey, it is kind of nice, man. Like maybe there's somebody smart at the helm here that's steering the, you know, that's steering the car, that's steering the ship and kind of knows what they're doing. It, it's part it's part of it. But like you guys probably know from watching last year, like Saquon was such a huge part of the offense. And like that's. He is when he's healthy, he's explosive. I don't know. Do you think they're gonna go scoop a Dalvin Cook or something? He's gonna want money. It's not gonna work. So I just don't I don't know. I I'm curious. You're probably loving it over there in you know Cowboys Town, but I I just I don't know what's gonna happen. I think he might, you know, Le'Veon Bell tweeted out the other day. He's like, Why am I trending? It's like, <laughs> well, you know, so I, I don't know. It's going to be – I don't like the muddy waters, but we still have some time to get everything worked out. But yeah, I did I did just see uh, you know, on ESPN right before we sat down that Saquon told the Money Matters podcast that he might have to take – you know, might have to take his time. So, t- Moley sitting out this season, which is obviously – I don't – I think that's good for nobody. Is there any part of you that thinks maybe they should have used the tag on Danny Jones and, uh, and uh, tried to pay Saquon a little bit or try to see if you could keep him around? Well, they tried to sign Saquon before they tried to sign Danny. They tried in the beginning of the season. And he's I'm a like I am a player guy. Like get as much, especially in that sport. Like the owners, yeah. it's like the good old boys club. They don't care what happens to you. You gotta get paid. But dude, they offered you like I think whatever it was guaranteed up front. You said no, then you say you don't want to reset the market, but the numbers that are coming back that you're asking for is resetting the market. Like well, no, I told you guys, I don't want to reset the market, but I want to be a giant for the rest of my life. And I want it to be, make sense. It's like, dude, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Like it's not, there's gotta be a little bit of a negotiation there. And I thought the 22 million guaranteed was like, I think that was the number I heard. I thought yeah. that was cool. And then I read something like, well, he wanted to get to 26. I was like, well, I'm sorry, dude. Like it's not going to happen, you know? So it's a tough situation. The answer is no, you need a quarterback. Daniel Jones showed up. And he showed up when he was supposed to. And by the way, right until even after they beat the Vikings, I got buddies like, ah, still not the guy. It's like, dude, what else do you have to do? If you were at your job, just crushing it every goddamn week and you didn't get a promotion, you'd quit, right? Yep. He did a job. He earned the contract. And yeah, like what else? Are we going to sign Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota? Like try to draft a guy? I, I, yeah. Not happening. <laughs> Hundred percent. So I know uh, on the giant, I'm I'm at least excited. I'm with you. I think that you know having the guy, having Dave all there, having Joe Shane at the front. I uh, it's it just feels like the albatross is off our shoulders a little bit. It's just this weight of like, oh maybe they maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe they're doing something smart. Maybe it's like maybe there's some maybe there's moves behind the scenes I'm not even seeing that are smart moves. It's just like oh, it's, cool. I've never even heard of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just such a relief and like. You know, I don't know where the where the uh, you know record's going to end up, but obviously the uh, the the Eagles are you know still going to be the front runners in that division. And I don't, but it does seem like at least us, and I know the Cowboys too. It's like we're drafting and making moves to try to beat the Eagles. So it's just against. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Nobody. I was just going to say the Giants don't have the luxury of having like the, we'll just put Tony Pollard in. It's like, well, we don't have one of those. You know, like <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 
But I mean, speaking of which, he's still on the franchise tag, and that's only going to be lasting for this year. I think I stayed as quiet as long as I could on this, but like hindsight's always twenty twenty on these things. Like from my perspective as a Cowboys fan, like the Saquon thing makes sense to me at, from like an owner's perspective because I mean, you see what happened with Zeke, right? Like you know, our Cowboys hands were tied up and way too much money for him for far too many years, and you sometimes can't see that till you're on the other side. But I think the general trend just becoming with running back longevity is that these you know big long guaranteed money contracts just don't make sense when you can be successful like the Eagles were with some no name, you know, type running back. So, yeah. um, but getting back kind of general picture of the NFC East, Sasha and I have already done our predictions on this. So we'll see where you stack up, but do you have, I, you don't have to give us like knock numbers if you don't have, but where do you kind of see things playing out in the NFC East this year? Like in terms of your rankings or what do you think for the Giants record is feasible? So I think we're going to eat each other, you know, like we normally do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of that that typically goes on. I really do think besides the Eagles, the, you know, the, the commanders, the boys, the giants, I think it really is just kind of like a, who's just feeling better that kind of week. You know, I, the commanders are in a, you know, that whole Snyder situation and whatnot, but they're, they played a lot better towards the end of last season. I feel like they're trending in the right direction, but I still think they're garbage. You know what I mean? Like they're the team that you, you think you should beat them every week and you do, but you leave that game a little beat up, you know, a little taxed. Um, you bring up a good point about, you know, Zeke and stuff like that. And that was a fight for him to get the contract because of the Todd Gurley thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So now it's like Todd Gurley, Zeke, sorry, Saquon. We have a little bit of a sample size over the last decade makes it harder there. But yeah, I, I just, for me, it's like, I would, I think it's, you'd be dumb not to say Philly wins the division. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And then after that. Or the commanders, that's what I would say, but it'll be interesting. I am very curious to see this year for the giants. I think a lot of people are betting the under on, you know, total games one. I think they think they exceeded expectations. I think we did too, but I think now we know where the holes are that we need to plug and those competent people I was talking about are going to fix that. So that's, that's my hope. I'm with you on that. What do you guys think? Who do you think besides the division, we both, we all think the Eagles are going to win the East, right? Where yeah. do you think the Eagles, oh, maybe you don't, maybe you think the cow, my Cowboys friends think they legitimately have a chance and maybe they do, but who do you think that like NFC is it, is it San Fran again? Is it like who, who what is, what's going to happen in that NFC? I don't know. Do you have any predictions for that? Um, I, yes. yeah, go, go on. <laughs> I'm looking at our predictions now that we made. I, at, in typical Cowboy fashion, did have the Cowboys ending up 13 and four alongside the Eagles. But I do have the Eagles coming out with a tie, like the tiebreaker on that. And I do unfortunately have the Eagles going all the way to the Super Bowl. I think the 49ers, though, I think this year, I mean, right now, I just don't see a way that like Kyle Shanahan just has them running like such a perfectly well-oiled machine that I just like don't see any significant downfall in them. And to your point, you know, the NFC East always beats up on each other. So I feel like we just come into the playoffs a little bit more like beat up injuries, fatigue than some of the other NFC East teams do when there's those wider discrepancies, you know, among them. So I'm thinking probably, unfortunately, kind of similar pan out Eagles and 49ers. Um, I think Sasha felt a little bit the same, but I'll let him comment on that. 
Yeah, no, I feel the same. I'm going with the 49ers. I think the only – again, it's it's so hard. It's like all these teams on paper. The only thing that I think can really stop the Eagles or the 49ers is injuries again. And it's like, is Sam Darnold the best quarterback that's played in the 49ers, like, system? I mean, is that Maybe. easy to say? But it's like, I, so- <laughs> it is It is hilarious that all of a sudden Sam Darnold's garbage, garbage, garbage. And it's like, ooh, well, he's, he's at San Fran. I think he might be USC Sam again. Like, that guy is a quarterback ninja, you know? You are right. He, he gets mm-hmm. the best out of those guys. So, yeah, he probably is the best, like, overall well-tuned "Quote unquote prototypical quarterback, right? Yeah, Who cares. So, so, so yeah, I, I'm thinking, so that's your pick, San Fran. Yeah, I'm going San Fran because uh, they've just gotten so close so many years. Like there is going to be a point in time when uh, you know Kittle isn't Kittle anymore, and McCaffrey's not mm-hmm. McCaffrey anymore. I mean, I think I mean Debo is still young. Uh, so is IU like, but there's so much talent on that ball. Trent Williams. They is, are loaded. Yeah. They Trent, are loaded. <laughs> Trent Williams isn't going to be able to play forever. I think they got maybe this year, like this is kind of like the go for it all the way again. Like these guys mm-hmm. aren't going to stay, uh, you know, so if they can stay healthy all at the same time, I think their coaching is just so much better than uh, just about everybody else where that's going to be uh be hard to beat. But I, uh, I think that's where it's going to go. The AF- AFC, who knows? I think there's a, Obviously, it's ra- relatively top heavy with uh, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the the uh, and the Bills. But uh, I, I'm excited for the NFC. Jets, get out! Jets, fuck off! <laughs> I'm, I'm telling everybody who will listen. I was saying it before they traded him. Put in a future on the Jets because we all knew he was going to go to the Jets. It was the only team that made sense. I'm telling you right now. That guy is so pissed off and think whatever you want, Aaron Rodgers. He is still Aaron fucking Rodgers. He's going to sling. That defense is good. He's the offensive coordinator. Now Salas just can worry on, worry about like the defense and the rest of the, you know, organization. It's going to be great. I'm telling you, I'm not even a Jets fan, but I'm going to bet them so much this year. I'm telling you right now, that offense is substantially better than people think. And now that you have, and by the way, he's wearing eight like an asshole. Like that's Daniel Jones. Like I know, I know it's his college number, but like, knock it off, dude. Yeah. Okay, knock it off. He he he's he's gonna slay. I'm telling you, it might, he, they might start zero and two, and I hope they do. But then it's he's gonna go on a tear. I really think that. So there, there's my bold prediction for you about the AFC. I like I like that. I mean, I'm always gonna always gonna love a hot take, but I just can't wait. We were just talking about it before you hopped on. I can't wait for them to be on hard knocks. Him to get all mm-hmm. surly and angry, and him to start yelling at somebody. Zach Wilson's gonna fuck his mom, and then they're all <laughs> gonna be upset and they're all gonna hate each other. Yeah, no, that that could be, or he's just gonna like you know, dose them all. They're all just going to trip out and get more connected. That's what I'm thinking. Right, so. right. I also like that now it's now that Nathaniel Hackett's an offensive coordinator, he's a guru again. Like we didn't just watch what happened in, uh, in Denver. Yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. But, but the thing, I think the thing that there that's nice is it's a system that, that Rogers already knows. He doesn't really have to come in and change too much. It's just a little bit of lingo here and there from what they say. Not like if you watch this QB one on uh, not QB one the quarterback show on Netflix. Mark, no wonder Marcus Mariota was a nightmare out there. Like guys, you got to simplify that playbook for your guy. He's out there yeah. losing his mind. His poor wife's like scat back twelve five. Like figure <laughs> the fuck out, honey. We're gonna have to move again. Like it was too hard. So yeah, I think that's a, even though he's good, he's Aaron Rodgers. Then you see Kirk Cousins. He's just like. 
I'm so tired from learning all this stuff. It made, it made you appreciate Kirk Cousins more. Aaron Rodgers is that dog. He's a student of the game. I think it's a nice move. And, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, he's going to get a raise because Aaron Rodgers. You watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those – yeah, it's one of those – it's like all those receivers or anybody that plays with Mahomes or whatever. It's like, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. like, Kelsey's obviously a great tight end, but you got Mahomes slinging you the ball. It makes you, uh, makes you look yeah. a lot better. Did you turn around? It's just in your, it's just in your mouth. It's in the ice. <laughs> so we're, we're excited for football. We'll definitely have to have you back on again during the football season, have to get some picks and everything, but uh, we want to get into, that? we want to get into you a little bit. So we obviously, so Sarah and I met uh, through uh, actually, you know, the, you know, the Lebonski family and everything. So that's how, uh, that's how we all met. But we, uh, we kind of started this podcast also because we're fans of the kind of Barstool universe. And we've obviously seen you with a lot of the Barstool guys before, seen you on that mini golf video and stuff. Kind of want to know, what's your relationship with Barstool still? Is that people you still kind of talk to? You feel friends with Jersey Jerry? What's kind of going on in that world? Yeah, so I got, I'm, I'm friendly with quite a few people over there. And uh, Jerry's been awesome to me. And he's he got me involved in the mix here a little bit here and there. And uh yeah, no, I just got a chance to do some of it. You know, Dave wasn't a huge fan of of, of me, but, uh, you know, he says he likes me, but he doesn't like what I do. So I was like, I don't know if I believe that. But nonetheless, it was a good opportunity. Those guys are still really cool to me. They help me out with stuff, give me some ideas here and there. I talked to Jerry a good chunk and all that. But, yeah, they're just, they're just regular dudes who are just gamblers, you know, and just that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I believe I'm going to be golfing with Jerry here at some point this summer. We'll, we'll figure that out. He's, he's moving to Chicago and then, uh, you know, back and forth kind of thing, but yeah, they're cool. And I got, you know, uh, I got Elio's, I guess I'm going to be in Saratoga this weekend, he said. And um, so that's, you know, I, like I said, I'm still friendly with all them though. Yes. No, that's, that's great. It's, it's always good to know that there's still, that, you know, it's not just characters. It's not just bullshit. They're acting for, uh, you know, for their, you know, for their, uh, for their clout, for Instagram, whatever. It really seems like that's really just what they do. They like to gamble and they love sports and that's really it. People ask, people ask me all the time, like, Oh, what are they like? It's like, are they, are they throwing it on for the camera? It's like, you got to realize like they've, a lot of those guys have been doing, even Jersey Jerry, he was doing stuff way before people even knew who he was. They've been on camera so long. It's hard to like pretend after a while. You just are what you are because you're, you're literally on it every day. So um, yeah, though, even Rico, like Rico's a, he's a legitimate crazy person, but he's a good dude and he's a good guy and all that kind of stuff. But like what you see is what you get with all those guys. They're, they're cool. You know, they're, they've been good to me. That's for sure. Yeah, I have to say, when I was messaging with you on Twitter and I saw that big cat followed you, I was fangirling because I'm not, like, huge into Barstool, Barstool World other than I am uh, part of my take, AWL, and have been listening for, like, four years, every single episode. Oh, congratulations on your award. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, no, that's when Andrea, um, my best friend, and Sasha were dating. You know, we didn't get to know each other too well in the beginning because I was away in school and everything. And I'm like trying to suss out, you know, who Sasha is when we meet. And then all of a sudden it comes out that Sasha listens to part of my take. And I'm like, okay, this guy's fine. He, he, he's passed the test, you know? So that was kind of our common ground there, but yeah, definitely sounds cool. What? And I think like exactly you said, just like he, when you're on camera for that much time, like you can't be putting on a front for anyone. So and, it, and I think that's why people like it so much. Like it's genuinely because the, of that. That's the biggest thing. I was going to say like one thing, like if you like, uh, like, Big Cat does a ton for those guys. Like, he's super helpful for them. And, like, he does a lot of stuff behind the scenes from what these guys tell me. Like, just little stuff. Like, that just – he's just a good guy. You know what I mean? So, 
I think all those guys, it's just like anybody else. You, you grind, you grind, you grind. They made it. And they're still themselves. They just got more money now. That's I mean, it's all it is, you know? So they're they're cool. And uh, like you said, they've been a big help to me. And, I mean, part of my takes just a smash show. Like, they've got me wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's <laughs> like, it's just that Tim Woods guy is the most electric human being on the planet. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good show. They're good. They've been good to me. And, uh, you know, who knows what the future will hold, you know? 100%. Mm-hmm. It, it really, you can tell how it's real. And that's why they're, they appreciate the guys that just work hard. And that makes me want to do the same thing. And that's how you, you know, Big Cat, you know, he's not putting it on because it's like he can talk football and then baseball. And then all of a sudden he's like, like you, man, he's got to take on where, where to, who to bet at Pimlico and what horses are running well. It's like you're, you don't, you're not just doing that for fun. You're doing, and you, you can't fake well. that stuff. Yeah. You can't like mm-hmm. other gamblers know. Like you can't. You can't fake out a sweat. Like you can't put, you can't get fake mad. It just doesn't work like that. So like one thing that's always funny is like when people find out how much these guys gamble or how much they bet, even before they had money or even before, like, you know, even some of my friends, it's like, there's a lot of people walking around the world that you work with (laughs) that fucking gamble a lot. You just have no idea about it. So it's, it, that's, that's the biggest thing is like, you know, it's genuine. Like you said, now i was gonna move on into a little bit of discussions about golfing i know we kind of alluded to it earlier you mm-hmm. talked about playing but um how'd you get into golf i know honestly sasha i think knows a little bit better than me but you know i think you've been playing quite for a while I'm not sure if you played in high school college level but kind of what's your history with that and where are you at in terms of golf now just a casual golfer do you do any sort of competition or just for money gambling where are you out there so I love the sport. I so I was uh, I was lucky enough to grow up on a golf course. My folks owned uh, my dad and uh, his brothers, my uncles. They owned an apple farm, and then like during the Tiger Woods craze and all that kind of stuff, they they decided to build a golf course within the apple farm land. And I was probably fifteen ish, sixteen ish, something like that. And that's. Uh, maybe a little younger. And then I got, that's when I got into it, started playing, started working over there. Um, got pretty good at it. As you can imagine, you know, with a, you know, just run around the golf course, like a, like a maniac. And uh, so I did that for a long time and you, you kind of do get to a point where you're like, okay, I'd like to try and play competitively, you know, going and teeing it up with your buddies or just playing around here and there is a lot different than having to, you know, play by the rules and the ball's got to go in the hole. It's a whole different game. And i I got addicted to that. I started, I fell in love with that. So played in high school, uh, went to this place called the San Diego Golf Academy of the Carolinas, like a branch campus kind of thing of like a PGM program. And uh, I went there and played a lot of competitive golf. Um, Met a guy by the name of Dustin Johnson. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. And uh, that's when I found out I wasn't very good at golf. We had a mutual friend. (laughs) And a uh, mutual friend was always like, oh, Anthony's pretty good at golf. And we not, you know, no one knows. No, it's 2002 yeah. or, or 2005. I'm sorry. So it's not like, you know, this. I have like a flip phone. It's it's not like you can Google who he is. So we literally hung out all night, went and played golf the next morning. I shot 74 and lost by 11 strokes. And I was <laughs> like, okay, maybe I'll just be like a club pro. Maybe I'll do that. And I grinded and I worked on it for a while. I think the best I ever was was like a plus two, you know, I was like, but right now I'm just a casual guy. I'm like a five, six handicap. And I still love the sport. I hated it 
a couple, like probably three, four, five years ago, hated it. Because it's so hard not to be as good as you once were. And yeah. then once you kind of get over that little hump, um, and then, you know, because I was, I was playing every day. I was practicing 50 hours a week. Like it, was my, it was my life at that point, So, which is different, you know. So that's, that's where I'm at with it now. Now I just like to go out and, I mean, I love playing with golf with my buddies. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So, I mean, playing with DJ is crazy and obviously not something that most people yeah. really get to do. When you're, when you're out there and he's, you know, you're losing by 11 strokes, you've got two over. So, what, he's going nine under? I mean, what, what is that like? Is, it, is he longer off the so, Is his short game? Oh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he's he's just – he's ridiculously long. First off, his hands are – he's like E.T. He's got the biggest hands on the goddamn planet. But what's crazy is how far he hits the ball. From 150 yards and in, it's just automatic, you know? And it was automatic then, and I just – I read something a couple years ago, like he's been really focusing on that part of his game now, you know? So think, he's still working on that. And what I mean is just from – if he's got an eight iron to anything else in his hand, it's just – it's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. And that's the stuff. And when you do miss one, it's the recovery shot. That's the stuff we don't have. You know, they're just that much better at everything. It's like when you play pickup hoop. And somebody played like D two. You can just tell they're a little bit different. It's not that it's not, but he was, he was that guy. The ball just sounded different. Everything came off differently. Uh, hits it way further. But I'm a shit talker, so I was like, I'll just fuck with him and see, see, if, <laughs> see if this will work. But he's, you know, he's he's fucking Dustin Johnson. So right. So when you were hanging hanging out with him the night before. You said, is that guy like getting to bed early and like trying to practice, or did that dude like to party too? <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I'll give you this story. Okay. So <clears throat> one story I always like to tell is it was back when like Texas Hold'em was a huge craze and I let him borrow 10 bucks one day to play in the poker turn because he didn't have any cash on him, you know? So he still owes me and with interest, it's probably quite a bit, <laughs> you know? but that's, yeah, we were playing poker late night. You know me, Sasha, I'm quiet boy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, all good. Well, that's uh dude, that's awesome. That's a lot of fun. We got to get out, but, but kind of on the golf, any uh, thoughts and predictions, any bets for the uh, open championship starting at uh, the time recording this, it's starting in a, I guess a few hours starting early tomorrow morning. Yeah. So I love the open championship. I think it's one thing that's really cool about golf. And I guess you could even say it about tennis, but I'm not a big tennis guy. Like the surface change and like, it's just a different game over there. It is so much different. And that's why I like the Tigers and when Americans win over there and vice versa, when the, they win over here, it's a big deal for those guys because it's different, you know? Um, I am always betting Brooks Kepta just because he's proven time and time. He's won me a bunch of money. I had him in the, uh, I had him in the Masters and the U.S. Open, to be honest with you. But there's something about a dude like that. He's always right there and you're getting good prices on him. Not like the Scotty Scheffler or Rom prices where it's, you know, maybe plus 700, 800, you're getting plus 1800 with Brooks for good reason. He's not as good as those guys, but in these situations, he is, he's, he's, I'll take him over anyone. The other person I'm taking is Cam Smith. I think Cam Smith shows up this week. Um, he's defending champ, right? So, I mean, I just think, this guy, he knows how to play those golf courses. You see him putting from 100 yards away. He's, he's shifty. And, uh, you know, I think I'll probably take a peek at the Terrell Hattons, the, Sean, the Shane Lowry's of the world. Those guys are always showing up top 25s, top 10 finishes. 
Those are the ones I'm looking for. I don't love this week for my guy DJ, uh, but I do like Brooks. I do like Cam Smith, and I might sprinkle Hatton and, and Lowry. I like that a lot. That's perfect. We got some bets. I got some bets coming in, and it's if you throw go on. I'm sorry. Do you guys have picks? Yeah. So right I'm now, I'm, I'm with you on I, I, Brooks. It's like you can never not bet on Brooks. That guy's just got that big game energy. Like he's not going to shy away from the moment. He's always yeah. going to, you know, he's going to be ready to go. Um, I kind of like looking at some of the deeper guys because uh, basically what uh, me and a couple buddies do is we put together one of those uh, those pools where it's everything is tiered and you all take a couple players. And so much. It's it, it makes the whole thing just a million yeah. times better. You're watching it and uh, you know you're you're paying attention to guys you normally wouldn't like hoping they make the cut so they don't screw you on your uh, you know in your pool. So I mean Fowler I think has been playing amazing. I still think you can get pretty good odds on him. And uh, Louis Oosthuizen, some of those foreign guys end up playing. Louis! I love that. So some of those foreign guys end up playing uh, playing links golf pretty well. So those are the kind of you know obviously <laughs> the top you know the top Scotty Schefflers and all that. Those are the guys that I think might uh, might make a run, maybe a top ten finish. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Rory girl, so um, I did not bet on him. La- I did not bet on him last week because I was fed up with him. I was honestly uh, like, I'm uh, sick of this. So I was like, I'm done. Um, so I don't. I'm torn if I go with him this weekend or not. And then usually, what I like to do to back that up is just like a safe little like Scotty Scheffler top ten, just for like a little confidence booster in there. Yep. So I don't like totally self deteriorate when Rory's like choking or just like he's been very unpredictable this year. And I know there's like a lot of people talking about like is he ever going to be the golfer that he was or is he kind of just like in this slow gradual decline where he's still performing well just not reaching that tier that was expected of him and I hope that doesn't happen you know there's been a lot of behind the scenes drama for him this year too so I don't know I don't think he's going to come out I think maybe a top 10 would be okay this weekend definitely not taking him to win but usually that's my go-to fair enough so two things okay one Love Rory McIlroy, right? He everybody. I think I think it's hard not to root for him. Some people get a little sick of the, you know. I think that the live things over and they all got kind of screwed. I think everyone's kind of back on his side. But wins the Scottish Open, birdie birdie, shows up when nobody thinks he's going to show up, or that's the narrative, right? This guy's resume is out of control over the last ten years. He just hasn't won the majors. He's still got mm-hmm. four of them, right? right? But it just it's been since 2012, 13, whatever it was. He's got a real shot every week he goes to the golf course, and he's shown it. He's another guy playing good over there. I think you're, you're. I think you'll kick yourself if you don't sprinkle something on him this week. And you know, you've mentioned about quitting on guys, right? Justin Thomas, I love this guy. I love the, I love his game. But self-admittedly, playing the worst golf of his career, he's plus eight thousand. If I don't put a dollar on him, I'll kick myself. You know, I got to put something on him. So uh, that's that's the one thing that you made me think of. Ricky Fowler. Here's why I'm scared of this as like, you know, my degenerate gambler conspiracy theory brain goes on. Like, why is that number so big? Why is it so big? It makes no sense. He's playing out of his gourd. He plays good over there. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody knows something. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. love it. I don't love it. Uh, with that said, you know, I saw Cam Smith was 22 to one, dropped to, two, two, uh, to 20 to one, Brooks down to 18 to one. So you're seeing some money come in on these guys. Ricky's one. I wonder if they're trying to get people off of those guys. 
and hey, look at this money over here. You know, the old oop de oop, if you will. So yeah. we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's always a great golf tournament for sure. You just gotta wake up early, you know. Yep. No, I, I it's, it basically don't even go to bed at this point. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm excited. It's always fun. And uh, I know we're running a little long here. We've got a couple more questions for you. Know you're a big yeah. Yankees guy, as am I. Is there any hope? Are we fucked? What's going on? Dude, hope? Yeah. Hope? <laughs> what, are you drunk? No, there's no fucking hope. It's out of control. This guy is, I hate, I say it all the time. I hate how much this Yankee baseball team makes me feel. I wish I could just be one of these jerk offs just taking a walk in the park and not liking sports or caring about anything. I can't do it. This guy's really sitting there telling everybody, yeah, I, why? You, you can walk Otani when you coach the team. Grow up, dude. What are you, six years old? You do, the guy's got 19 home runs in fucking 30 games. You walk him. I don't care what the situation is. He's literally the best player we've ever seen. Ever. Yep. <laughs> and he's on one of the hottest streaks we've ever seen. Are you fucking kidding me? It's just the easiest walk of all time. He's a joke. Cashman's a joke. The good news is, is we're going to start to address all of the needs right now that we knew about fucking a year ago. Yep. What do we do? We're just, you know, we get run down as a front end starter. There's no hope. We can't hit. There's no approach. They fire the batting coach for a fucking scapegoat. You have to blow up the whole thing. And it starts from the top down. How? Is asking why we're so mad. That was a real quote. I don't know what you guys are so mad about. Dude, your dad is literally fucking spinning in his goddamn grave. We win World Series. We're in last fucking place, dude. That's our fucking problem. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's hope. Um, but we'll see what next year brings, you know? I mean, I hate him. I hate him so much. Aaron fucking Boone, man. Aaron fucking Boone. Bastard. That's I'm sorry. Funny. I don't know. I, I blacked out. Is everything okay? <laughs> what were we just talking about? No, I, I it's fuck it's the worst. We shouldn't be this much of a different team without Judge. I don't know why we kept the it's, it's firing the batting coach. It just felt like a, a fucking band-aid on a sinking ship. And it's just like yeah. it's this is it's not doing anything. Boone's not the guy. You know, also obviously Judge is a difference maker, but you know, with this team, he shouldn't be this much of a difference maker. He's not gonna make the team go from last place to first. It's like Tom Brady's wife, like or ex-wife. He can't throw and catch it himself. Like he can't do everything, right? Like the other thing is this: like Judge's agent must watch every Yankee game and be like, "Jesus Christ, I could have gotten seven hundred million dollars." Like yep. he, he's just worth double. He's just worth double. Yep. It's, they're, they're so infuriating, almost unwatchable. Last night we're playing the Angels. We're getting one hit in the sixth inning. Sure, Glaber walks into one, but that's the offense. We've got our best hitters hitting 258. Like it's a it's a clown show. I can't stand it. Um, I think we should change subjects. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say I'm kind of basking in this as I'm I don't want to call myself like a full-on proclaimed Orioles fan because I'm I'm a recovering Orioles fan. Um I happened since I was very young and then I kind of got away from baseball because they absolutely sucked. So I'm easing myself back into it this year because they're a lot My more fun to watch. My relationship with Oreos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like I'm kind of like taking some of their glory when I say I'm an Orioles fan this year because I have not been good to them when they were bad. You know, you got to like love me at my highs and my lows. So I'm 
calling myself, but it sounds good to hear Yankee fans suffering. I'm not going to lie, but I'll move it's on fine. because I don't want to upset our guests here. So. One thing, it's, no, that's okay. And salt away. I will say, I think baseball as a whole loves seeing the, the Orioles be yeah. good. I think, you know, it's a shame what's going on in Oakland. I think everybody who's like a sports fan, that, that poor city, it's like, we'll take this, we'll take that, we'll take this, and mm-hmm. sorry, like, they're just out of there. <laughs> But, yeah, the Orioles are great for baseball. And, honestly, it's one of the best places to go watch a game. You know, we're from an area where it might – well, when the Yankees were good, it was almost cheaper to fly to Baltimore, get a room, go watch Mm -hmm. the game. And Camden's awesome. I mean, just like any other city, just stay in the right areas. But Mm -hmm. those fans, they show up. And uh, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious to see what happens moving forward. The the Rangers are another one. I mean, I know that's not the AL East, but, like – they're a team where when they're good, they show up. And Bruce Bochy's got them playing some good ball this year. So baseball's going to be very interesting the back half of this year because there's a lot of there's a lot of teams who are, can make some runs, you know. But mm-hmm. the Yankees aren't one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. Very so, well, we'll close out with a subject that hopefully is a little bit more fun for you to talk about. So sure. final questions here, I guess, for you. This you feel free to think on it. We're Sasha's writing here. You're a prolific better, so I'm gonna take his word for it on that. But what kind of in like insane wins, big bets? Just like what are the bets that you've won that stick in your mind to this day? Where you just like think back. So I'm gonna ask you, what are the hi- give us like the highlight reels? Okay, so one that jumps off is Belmont. Okay, it was Big Brown. You guys remember Big Brown it was like the huge craze, oh, yeah. and. I was a big, big brown guy, raced in Saratoga, all that kind of stuff around him from the get-go. I'm working at the golf course uh, at Schenectady Muni at the time, and a friend of mine over there is like, hey, we're betting the race was today, right? I'm like, absolutely. He's like, let's just split everything. It'll be easier because we're both working. Oh, like, okay. Before he could really do it on your phone, so we shoot down to the OTB. Um, we get down to the OTB. We got big brown in everything. We got him everywhere. You can't have him in more places than where we have him, okay? The gate snaps. The horse has to be executed, all right? It, it, he, he has to go down. Euthanize is probably the right word. <laughs> so he gets hurt and dies, basically, right? Um, I'm so pissed off. I am so pissed off because, one, the horse I love is in fucking awful goddamn shape. And, two, we just lost all of our bets. So... It comes in six eight four nine. Tatara wins the Belmont. I'm pissed. I'm looking through my tickets. I'm like, oh shit, we played some quick picks. We had eight dollars left over, and I was like, just play one dollar superfecta quick picks. We fucking hit it, okay? We catch it. And what's crazy is there was a dead heat, I believe, for third and fourth. And for people who don't know, dead heat is a tie, so you get paid on both of them. So it's a good kind of thing. It was we got. Almost $19,000 for a $1 bet. So that's easily the best ROI I've ever had. Oh, my gosh. So I call him. I'm like, dude, we fucking hit it. He's like, I am at my nephew's all-star game. He has got a no-hitter in the fourth inning. If you're fucking lying, I will kill you. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not lying. I was like, be a good uncle. Watch the rest of the game. And I hear... King, he goes, just gave up a hit. I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> I said, all right, perfect. So that's easily the biggest, the biggest one. 
The other one that's pretty cool that relates to Saratoga last year, uh, you know, my friend and I, the ice cream man, we hit a billion pick fives. We just were, we went on a streak that was unheard of last year. We hit for the first 18 days of racing, we hit eight pick fives. It was crazy. And uh, not all of them monsters, but some of them good, you know? So last year was easily the best horse racing year I've ever had in my whole entire life. So those are the two that really jump out. And also last one, I hit a plus 8,014 parlay for baseball. Like, I don't know, my senior year of college and boy, did I need it. So <laughs> good for some, that's, another, that's another one that's memorable for different reasons, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's it. That, that those are the big scores that I've had. And, uh, you know, one thing I always tell everyone, you know, especially since I've been doing this now and I'm older, but like, you know, just, you've got to have fun. I like the, I like the, that mm -hmm. you got to be smart about it, you know, do what makes mm -hmm. the most sense to you. And, you know, you, it, it's not fun if you're, you want to break stuff after you lose because you don't have the money to do it, you know? So mm -hmm. that what you're comfortable with is my biggest advice. hundred percent. And that's mm -hmm. always, you know, watching the Cowboys lose, we're always good for a few videos after that and a few broken TVs and a couple fists yeah. walls. Those are always fun videos. That's passion though. Okay. Cause I might break something over the Yankee baseball. I'm just saying, don't be a jerk off. If you bet a hundred bucks on this and you'll lose, that's your own fucking fault. Like you should like the person who goes out to dinner is like, do you believe how much this is? It's like, yeah, dude, you're yeah. not cooking it yourself. <laughs> I just don't fucking get people. So yeah, you know, that's all that responsible. You can complain yes. about a bad beat, but that's, that's, that's the gist of it though. But yeah, those are the big scores, and hopefully we have more to tell you next time. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. I love it. Well, listen, man, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time. We'll have to have you back on during uh, during football season. we got to get some bets, mm -hmm. see, and uh, maybe we can uh, play some golf and uh, hit up to Saratoga together. Absolutely. No prop. Touchdown, Tony. Tony, touchdown. Went on an absolute yeah. touchdown fucking run last year. So let me know. <laughs> Happy to come on, okay? I love it. Absolutely. Well, mm -hmm. listen, thank Made you so too. much, man. We really appreciate it. Where Listen, where can people find you? Where can, What do you got mm -hmm. going on? Uh, at big, at big tone here. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, Twitter. Mostly is where I do a lot of stuff. I'm trying to get better about doing more stuff. I got to get a TikTok. Uh, at the big guys podcast is my YouTube channel. I do some longer videos on there. Um, so that's, that's really what's going on right now. That podcast kind of hit the brakes for right now. So we'll let you know when that launches back up and all that kind of stuff. But at big tone here is where you can find me. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Sounds good, brother. Thank yeah, you so course. much. We appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. You got it, guys. Thank you.